episode of A Thousand and One by One, where each week we take a film out of the book, A Thousand and One Movies You Must See Before You Die, discuss it, analyze it, and ultimately decide whether or not they should be in the book. That is not what we're doing today, though. My name is Adam St. John. My name is Brett Reinholds Hobson. And I am Joey Rogate. And we are, we're so close to the, the real true launch of uh, our new season of 1001 by 1. But we've, we thought before we, we just launched into our very first episode, which will be on Get Carter, um, that we would, uh, it's the end of the year, and a lot of people like to make lists. Joey, I know you like lists, right? I love lists. I make lists all the time. Brett, Brett how are you feeling about lists? Oh, you know, um, not great, but I did make one for today. So, well, and we appreciate that. We appreciate you're you. You're so welcome. Both put, of you are so welcome. You know, putting that that blatant hatred towards lists just to the side for a little yes. bit. Um, and hard uh, to do. <laughs> we get a lot of you know <laughs> top ten of, of of the year kind of lists. Um, but recently in years past, I've loved kind of making these discoveries um so they don't have to necessarily be films from the year uh but they can be uh so we're just going to give you essentially it's, it's a giant list of recommends um but things that we've seen in 2022 for the first time that we recommend um to you uh joey Britt, anything about your list you want to say kind of broad strokes before we hop into it yeah so my list i try i pretty much kept out of potential Oscar movies for this year um, because, you know, Adam, you, you with Best Picture Cast, you come on, we do a big Oscar breakdown. We did it last year. We're going to do that again this year. So, you know, um, and so, I, you know, I, there, there might be a 2022 movie on there, but otherwise it's all things I've seen clean this year. Um, and, you know, on our first introduction, you know, which kind of introducing the re-return of the 1001, I did mention a movie from this year that was my favorite. It still is my favorite movie of the year so far, so go back and listen to it if you haven't, and, you know, that will give you that. But it's it's movies that I've genuinely seen for the first time this year, and um, not all from this year, but definitely things I would recommend to people. Uh, similar on my end mine are actually all from 2022 and that was just because they're the movies that resonated with me but i really don't think most of these will be on the oscar contender list uh i i will say that i am leaving out two things from 2022 that really spoke to me because i've already talked about them on the podcast and uh there's just no reason. So one of them is in the first episode and another one, I believe, is in the second episode. So those two are not on this list, unfortunately, but they also would make my list if uh, if I had not already spoken about them at length. So yeah, that's this, me. Yeah, my list is also modified because I, I, you know, we're we're recording and some of these haven't come out yet and there are recommends that I've I've used and I'm not going to use for this. Um, I will say that my list uh, definitely spans time and genre. Uh, so uh, that'll be that'll be uh, fun. Um, and yeah, these are no, in no real order. I, I've decided I'm going to go oldest to newest, though, when I when I do mine. Um, so how are y'all feeling? We're just going to jump, jump right into it. Yeah, let's get let's right into it. it. I'm so excited. Me All too. Right. So my, my first recommend um, in terms of the five best things I've seen this year, um, you know, I, I do another podcast. Uh, it's called Below Freezing, and I, I do it with my wife. And um, most of the movies that we cover, I end up just fucking hating. I just, I just hate them. <laughs> I hate them. Uh, they're fun to talk about, but I just like, I'm like, wow, this was awful. But every once in a while, we stumble upon a gem that I, I, I think about 
and I think about and I'm like, God damn, this movie makes me it makes me feel alive in a way that others don't. And uh, one movie we covered this year, um, it's the oldest movie we covered on on the podcast from 1977, The Incredible Melting Man. Um, this is definitely a a creature feature flick. Um, it's directed by a guy named William Sachs, and basically, there is a guy who goes into space and comes back, and he is essentially the Incredible Melting Man. Um, wow. It's actually a, it's actually a space flight to Saturn. And three astronauts are are exposed to radiation. And when they come back, he escapes and he starts wreaking havoc on people. Um, the kills are incredible. The uh, special effects of the Incredible Melting Man are astonishing. And the performances across the board are the exact level of over-the-top and camp that you want in a movie like this. I I can I cannot stress how much fun. The Incredible Melting Man was. I am sold. I, I watched this for um, the below freezing episode when you were, and because you you put something up on Twitter about it, and I was like, all right, I'll check it out. I didn't have anything to watch that night, and I loved it so much. I've recommended it to, to a bunch of people. <laughs> the makeup of the melting is just some wild choices, but it it works. Um, really, really fun, funny movie. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's crazy, you know, and it's a it's a vinegar syndrome pickup that I got in this in the subscription this year. Um, and it's yeah, it's just so much fun, just so much fun. So nothing else like that on the list, but uh, the incredible melting man for sure. I think it was on Tubi. If you don't like, if you yeah, don't it was Tubi. I love Tubi. Most sane people shouldn't own this movie. I am not one of them. I definitely own this movie. I love that. Oh, you Oh, I was that gonna movie. say, I'm I'm shocked you don't own it, but you do. Great. Uh, All yeah. is right in the world. I do. Um, so uh, my next list, uh, the, my next film on the list, uh, jumping back to the 90s, uh, 1992, and a very topical performer of late uh, as somebody who is probably going to be an Oscar contender for Best Actor this year. Um, the actor is Brendan Fraser, and the film is School Ties. Brittany's, Brittany's not seen I've School Ties. I've never seen it, no. Oh, I love School Ties. So uh, is it a comedy? No, it is not. Um, There is nothing funny about it. So so Brendan Fraser plays a a 17 year old guy named David Green who is Jewish, uh, but he's good at he's good at football. He's a quarterback and he goes to this prep school because they really want to win a championship. And um, while he's there, he has to deal with the anti-Semitism of the time and the people and Matt Damon. I was in the cast. It, it, Matt Damon, Chris O'Donnell, uh, Cole Hauser, um, uh, Anthony Rapp, Ben Affleck. They are all in this movie as kids who are also in the same floor in the same school. Um, but like a really good performance from Brendan Fraser, uh, like probably top two or three performances of, of his career. Like not iconic necessarily, but he's really good in it. Um, Matt Damon is such a smarmy fucking prick in it. Uh, it's, I, I really, it's a, you know, it's a period piece, but it, it, it really shows the kind of career that Brendan Fraser could have had. Um, so that's, that's another one of my picks is, is school ties. I love that. It's a good movie. It's it, and it, it, it get, like people don't talk about it enough. I think it's, it's, it's a good one. Um, so the next film I got, uh, I definitely put on Twitter very recently. This is the most recent film that I've seen. Um, and I cannot 
fucking believe I haven't seen this yet. Uh, it's from 2011. It's a little film called Warrior. It's so good. I've never um, seen it either. Oh, you gotta. I, and I don't know why I put it off for so long. Um, but it stars Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy um, as brothers who are both going through their own stuff. Uh, short version is uh, uh, Tom Hardy's character has a very troubled past that comes. I'll be vague. I know it's like 10 years old, but I uh, clearly people haven't seen it. So I just, so, uh, so he's got a past that doesn't come out right away, but he comes back to his father who he has a very, very tumultuous relationship with in the past and asks him to train him like he did when he was a kid for wrestling um, Joel Edgerton is a family man. He has a wife and two daughters and he's a teacher, but they're about to lose their house. And they basically are both eventually put into this tournament called Sparta, where the 16 best middleweights are going to compete. Um, they're both underdogs in one way or another. And because it's a movie like this, they end up fighting their way towards each other in the competition. And while I love MMA, cause I do, it's the it's the scenes. I mean, it's the fucking scenes. Nick Nolte very deservedly earning an Oscar nomination for this movie, who will rip your fucking heart out and show it to you. Um, he's incredible. I sobbed so much during this film. It's it is beyond. It's I was so excited when I saw that you were watching it. I was like, oh hell yeah, that movie is just the tops. It's oh, so good. Yeah. And, and 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 Gavin O'Connor, you know, obviously he's made his bones making. He did Miracle. He did uh, the recent The Way Back with Ben Affleck, which I also really liked, actually. To be perfectly honest, I thought Affleck was great in that. Um, but I think this is clearly the peak of Gavin O'Connor as a director. I don't know what he's doing next. Um, but if you haven't seen Warrior, holy fuck, I cannot recommend this movie enough. It, it is it's really good. It might be a little long, but I don't care because the little long is all the shit in the in the fucking octagon and it's ah i just like it joey you gotta see it you gotta see it all right i'll I'll, I'll add it to the list uh real hard pivot to my next one um from from 2016 um another movie that i feel like i should have seen sooner and when i finally watched it i i just had such a fucking blast it's so stupid um it's a little movie called Pop star colon never stop never stopping. Oh my god, we just watched this too. It's so underrated. <laughs> um, so this is obviously it's starring Andy Samberg, but it's really starring all of the Lonely Island guys, and it's about this pop group called the Style Boys. Um, but then the the lead Connor, um, Connor for real, uh, which is Andy Samberg, goes off on his own, and it's sort of it's a mockumentary about like this over-the-top pop star guy. Um, a lot of fucking cameos in it. Um, but it's so it's so stupid, and it doesn't take itself seriously at all. And because of that, it allows itself to really kind of poke fun at, at these kinds of people. And I, I honestly had a blast watching this movie. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's just fun. It's so dumb. It's such a <laughs> dumb movie. <laughs> um, and then my, my last one... Um, which is my most recent actually came out last year. Um, and I think unfortunately now is maybe it's, it became the movie that got over literally overshadowed by the Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. Um, but it's the movie that immediately won after that, which was um, summer of soul or when the revolution could not be televised, um, which is a documentary by Questlove about the uh, Harlem cultural festival. Um, have either of you two seen this? 
I have not. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because it really is just it's it's the footage from this event, which and like part of it, the conceit is really interesting that this this footage was just sitting somewhere, like going unseen by everybody, and so Questlove kind of dug it up, and so a lot of it is just us seeing this footage of people like BB King and Aretha Franklin singing at this festival, but then. A lot of it too is getting the people who performed in to see it because like they had forgotten about it because you couldn't find this footage. And some of the best, best parts of the movie are watching these people watch the, the events. Like it, it's so, it's both so sweet in its, in its, in its earnestness, but also just really rallies this point of like black culture and like literally when we were just suppressing it and, and hiding it and, and not allowing it to be seen. Um, it's not an overly long watch. It's just under two hours. It is, and it's on Hulu. Um, but like, you get to listen to really good music while it's happening. But also, like, just learn some shit. And um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a hard movie to just talk about. But um, it's I. It it rightfully won best documentary that year, and I hopefully comes out of that shadow because I think this is something that everybody should see, and it's it's way too easily to access for people to not watch it. Um. So Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised is my last recommend. Salt. That sounds awesome. So those are my five. Uh, Summer of Soul, Warrior, Pop Star, The Incredible Melting Man, and School Ties are mine. The Incredible Melting Man. That's a cool list. Yeah, it's a little all over the place. I love, I love that. that. So, uh, so Britt, you're going next. Big surprise, I have a bunch of horror on my list because it's my favorite genre. Um, Everything's from 2022. Did not do that on purpose. It just, those are the movies that spoke to me this year. And it's probably because uh, I was able to go out to the cinema again. And there is something so incredible about experiencing movies in the cinema. I mean, I I love sitting on my couch. I am such a homebody. But when I get an opportunity to go out there and... And, and actually enjoy, like, a movie in a reclining seat with a beer. Ugh, I, I'm all over it. So, w- with, without further ado, my first one is Nope by Jordan Peele. I loved this movie. He, Jordan Peele is such an interesting director. I think everybody has so many expectations on him. And they think they know what he's going to do next. And he just subverts them at every, at every, every time he does something. And this movie just really spoke to me. There's basically an angel from Evangelion in it. And I just, I, I rewatched it and, and I, I was floored. I, I think the performances are great. I think the story is awesome. And it's such a, it's kind of such a quiet, small film that, that's explosive so nope is my number five i loved it that that's just it's a great movie watch it it's divisive you might not like it and that's okay no and a lot of people don't but there's so much to talk about and i think as you talk about it people who don't like it end up liking it more especially yeah because you know i think once you start talking about just how visually fantastic it is and then you get more into what everything it's you know there's there's a lot going on in the movie that it's it's a little overwhelming at first. It is. Or it underwhelming, is. depending on how you look at it. But, you know, uh, 
I, I loved it when I saw it, and I liked it even more on the on a rewatch recently. Yeah, I loved it. I, I know. I was just say Peel is is a is a filmmaker who it's like it would be it's impossible to not have something to talk about after seeing one of his films. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I think I think this is the my middle favorite of the three. Um, but on any given day, you know, it, it can fluctuate because they're the conversations that have, that happen from the, the, the viewings are, they're kind of limitless. They really are. They really Absolutely. are. He's a, uh, I can't wait to see what he comes out with next. Uh, next one. Scream queen supreme, my own star, Mia Goth and Pearl. Let me tell you, I had so much fun watching this film. It is just bonkers, and I I know so many people hate the monologue, but I think Mia Goth's 10-minute monologue is one of my favorite things I have seen. She is... Who hates that? I, I, oh, I was going to say. Oh, I haven't heard, heard one so person many... say a bad thing about it. Oh, film Twitter did not like it. Some people loved it, and other people on film Twitter thought it was just a piece of shit, which, fine, you're entitled to that opinion, but I thought she was amazing. I was cackling in the cinema as I was watching this. It reminded me of my love of uh, The Wizard of Oz. Ugh, I just, I had so much fun watching watching Pearl. It's not for everybody, but I thought it was great. And I thought her performance was stellar. I can't imagine anybody else doing it, but she was stellar. <coughs> Pearl, watch it if you haven't seen it, if you want to. But maybe look into it a little bit, because it's a very particular film. And also get ready for some sustained eye contact at the very oh, end. Yeah. That was, I loved that. <laughs> Can't look it. away. Yeah, that's, a great, that's one of my favorite movies of this year, too. Oh, it's so good. It's just fun. It's just fun. I can't wait to rewatch it again. And I'm really excited about Maxine, the triple X uh, the, for the trilogy. Anyways, my next film. This was an unexpected joy. Barbarian. I went into this mostly blind. My my bestie Katie sent me a message and said, I just watched Barbarian. You have to go see it. I wish I had seen it with you. That's all she said. And we have had very, very good experiences together seeing movies. We saw The Witch together and we saw Midsommar together. So when we go to see movies together, it's usually a pretty intense experience. I went into Barbarian going, I don't really know, whatever. It's going to be about like some house issue, whatever. And it it was so far away from what I expected it to be about. And I, after, I don't really want to go into it too far in case people haven't seen it because it has an amazing twist to it. But the director set out to write this after reading a book called The Gift of Fear. And he wanted to write about a woman who ignores every single, every single survival instinct because it's more convenient for males. And I think he fucking knocked it out of the park. And I highly recommend Barbarian. It's it's a fun time. It'll make you real uncomfortable. Sit in it. It's it's good. It's fun. It's dumb in the best way. I, I love the way that they they make you play the audience expectation of your past with Bill Skarsgård. Um because it 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 colors your viewing of the movie and then it 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 just makes it so much more. It's it's and br- and just brilliant marketing. Oh, so good. 
So good. And I have a confession to make. After watching that movie, I came home and I needed a new pair of sneakers. So I bought a pair of Adidas that are the same as her sneakers because I was like, hell yeah, she's the best. I'm going to buy her sneakers. So now I have them. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I saw it in theaters and I was so happy that everyone is taking a collective non-spoil anything for this movie. I really appreciate that because it's the movie needs it. It does. Don't spoil this movie for someone. Allow them to enjoy it and enjoy what happens. You can know there's a twist. It's a it's a horror movie. If there's not a twist, there's no big surprise. Like it's it, there's going to be something, right? But yeah. Oh, Barbarian. The the most unexpected unexpected treat this year. Uh, the next the next movie we briefly talked about, and I originally left it off the list, but. <laughs> Man, I had so much fun watching Top Gun Maverick in in cinema. <laughs> it was one of those experiences where I was like, this is just too fun. This is just too enjoyable to to sit here and pretend I don't like it. And I, I think I said before on the podcast that I tried to rewatch Top Gun because I notoriously don't like it. And I still don't like I still don't like Top Gun, but I really like Top Gun Maverick. I don't like Tom Cruise, but I think he's great. So in this, especially. So Top Gun Maverick, it was fun. Watch it if you like that kind of stuff. If you don't, that's fine. But the stunts are fabulous. The acting's pretty damn good. And it's just a good time. The recent winner of the National Board of Review's best film of the year. I mean, yep. it, it's kind of, <laughs> I am so excited to see how the Oscar nominations shake out. I am, I'm, so I'm pretty, pretty giddy about it. It's going to be so yeah, weird. I'm, Oh, I, I love it, and I, I can't wait to watch people just implode as it gets nominated for things. I can't wait, because I love it. And I love the original uh, Top Gun, not, not like the original Top Gun. I don't understand that. Everybody does. Everybody does except for me. Sometimes I think I'm just trying to be contrary when I say I don't like it, and then I try watching it, and I go, no, I really don't. I really don't. It's spectacular but. gobbledygook. Don't, it's good. It, nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, okay, and then I am leaving off my favorite film of the year, but that's because we've already discussed it before. Um, so, like Joey said, go back and listen to the previous uh, the previous episode because it's it's an incredible film, and you should all listen to it. But we've all talked about it already. So, what I put instead uh, is a recent watch for me, and I did not expect this to be anything that I would even watch. I watched Andor on Disney Plus. I am not a huge Star Wars fan. I like it enough, but I, I don't like any of the series. I don't really rewatch any of the movies. It's not my favorite type of series. But I can tell you that Andor is a fucking great show. It is interesting. Diego Luna has created a very, very compelling character who is moral, actually morally gray. He is a full anti-hero and he's allowed to get his hands dirty and his motivations don't sit with what is right or what is expected of a hero. The casting's great. The uh, direction is great. And honestly, I can't wait to, to see where it goes. So that was the most like unexpected thing of 2022 is that Andor is actually really good. I don't even like um, Rogue One. We tried rewatching it. We both still, both my husband and I thought, no, we really don't like this movie, but we really liked Andor. And the only reason we watched it is because somebody said, it's similar to Blade Runner. And I went, great. Okay, I'll try it. Uh, and also, if you haven't listened to the Blade Runner episode, 
you should probably go back yeah, and listen to yeah. that because Adam and I uh, talked about Blade Runner for about two and a half hours. <laughs> but Andor is really good. So if you haven't seen it, give it a watch, especially if you like Blade Runner and, and sci-fi. And you don't need a lot of Star Wars in your Star Wars. So yeah, those are my tops for 2022. I love it. Cool. So Joey, I guess I, we're on to you. We're on to me. All right. So my first one, it's um, you know, my other podcast, Best Picture Cast. It's one of the more surprised I've been in it. And I mean, at this point, we've done, I think, 117 episodes as of recording. Um, we did a Twitter poll of movies of underrated Oscar winners. And the one that won was The Best Years of Our Lives, 1946, directed by William Wyler. I never, this never even crossed into my line of sight and it is one of my favorites now it's a just a fantastic movie that just is i love it so much and there's so i mean i've talked about it at absurd length but um i think it's something everybody should see i think it does everything right and i'm very happy that it won i'm happy the way we got to do the episode with it and um had a lot of fun with it yeah i haven't seen it i i i you know trying to keep up with listening to to the show I, i watched it and um Man, it 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 is such an underrated best picture winner. I mean, and I think when people really kind of go through and have watched more of them, this is one that really should and and, and I think when people do discover it, it does it shoots up their list because it's so genuine and earnest and sweet and uh and upfront. It's 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 so many great things and and all of our leads and and the story and the and the way it's shot. I mean, it's it really is quite the the movie um and maybe outside of Casablanca it's like the best picture winner of the 40s like it's, it's one of the ones that I think really gets elevated yeah and it's it's like lost for whatever reason and people don't talk about it but every time like you said once people see it, it it's up on the top of the list and it's the first one that one of the first that come up because it's man I mean I learned so much about deep focus from this movie and just the way it's shot is next level Rick, check it out I will. I definitely will. It's on my list now. So my second one is quite different. It's from 2021. Censor, directed by Prano Bailey Bond. <laughs> I ran into it one night. The premise of it I love so much. I don't think it's perfect, but the idea is so great. It, it got me really hooked in it, and I, and I loved it. And I've talked about it a lot. Probably people are, are, are annoyed at me talking about it, but I think it's Just a really cool, then. interesting movie. Just talk to me about it, because I love that movie, and I don't think enough people are talking about it. Yeah, the audience did not see, but I was, like, so excited when you said censor. <laughs> Oh, it's, 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 yeah, I dig it. It was one of the first movies I got through Vinegar Syndrome when I did my subscription. Um, oh, so wow. I got a really, got a really cool version of it. I, yeah, I think you're like totally, I, the way that you phrase it, it's not perfect, but it's so fucking interesting. It's just so, so interesting. I, yeah, dug it. Totally dig Oof. that movie. Yeah. And they make just the choices they make. I, I, like I love, like you could almost get into like the thought process of it because it it takes it away, you know, it takes you to different places, and uh, it's 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 so it's just very cool. It is. Ugh, that's good a good choice. one. Dig good it. Good choice. So my number three is a movie 
that was involved in the Oscars last year. It was really the only one I didn't watch. Adam, you really pushed me to watch it. So, you know, I, I got on it and man, the worst person in the world. Um, you know, I wish I saw it earlier, but I got to talk about it here today. Um, wow, what what a movie. And, I and you know, you, you told me to watch it. It was nominated. It should have been nominated for more. And, um, you know, I finally got to it. And I was like, oh, this is why I needed to watch this movie. Just, just spending those four years with Julie and everywhere it goes is... It's really engaging. And, and it just... It's just really... Like, I don't even know how to talk about it. But it's just such an engaging movie. Brett, have you seen this yet? It's on my list. I haven't seen it yet. But I've heard really, really, really good things about it. It just hasn't come up yet. I haven't found the right time or place. It probably would be something I'd watch next week, but we all know I'm watching a lot of David Lynch. <laughs> so it's, it's it's honestly a great movie. Like yeah, it's I, just the story, everything involved, they just they knocked it out of the park and you know, the people who saw it love it, but just not enough people saw it. Yeah, yeah. And and there there should have been a, a bigger push and I, I I don't know her name, but the the lead a bigger push. Renate Renzve. Yes. She should have been up for best actress. She was so 100%. she was so fucking good in that movie. It it's yeah, I can't wait and I want to see more from the guy who made it. I, I, I think he's probably got a pretty sweet career ahead of him. I Yeah. I mean if the No, he he's now made the list of he does something, I'm gonna check it out. All right, so my next one is from 2022. Um, it is written, directed, and starring B.J. Novak. It's Vengeance. Oh, I haven't seen this yet. I, I haven't either, but I heard it's good. You know, I I, I, just, I really like B.J. Novak. Um, so when it's, it starts, it's on Peacock, and when it goes, like, oh, I'll check it out. Like, I'll sub... It was not what I expected, and it was great. And Ashton Kutcher's in it, and... He was really good, and not just as the funny, good-looking guy. He actually was a character with depth, which I didn't really, you know, good for B.J. Novak for finding that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I I, think it's a movie everybody should watch. It's, you know, a, it's, it's, how do I say it? You really see, you know, he's a journalist, <laughs> podcaster, and he's, you know, trying to find the big story, and you see him transition, and how the story changes him and how it's a, you know, he's kind of an unwilling participant first and then how much that changes and he changes and ingratiates himself. It's, it's a cool, smart, it's a fast movie. It's, it's, it's fun and it's definitely worth watching. I'm definitely have to check it out. Definitely. And then my last one is from 2017. It's directed by Yorgos Lanthimos and it is the killing of a sacred deer. Um, man I watched that movie twice in a week when I first saw it because I love it (laughs) that is a wild film it's oof you know I'm not gonna talk about anything but watching the the, the kids argue (laughs) just still blows my mind and the pathology of that (laughs) it's so good but it's so uncomfortable in the best way. And, in the best know, way, yeah. My skin is crawling when we watch it. Talking man. about it makes my skin crawl. Oh, I love it. But what I have really learned is if Colin Farrell and Barry Keoghan are in a movie together, I'm going to watch it the day it comes out from now on. Like, <laughs> like, that's an automatic, I don't care what I'm doing, if those two are in it, I am invested to a very 
very serious point. They're both fantastic. And, um, you know, you know, this was something that was on my list since it came out and I just never kind of got around to it. I'm so happy I did. I, I, I really think it's great in how awful it makes you feel. Yeah. Yorgos went dog tooth lobster killing of a sacred deer and the favorite. And like all four of those movies are, are like wonderful in totally fucking different ways. Uh, and killing of the sacred deer was the one that took me the longest to see. And fuck me that, that really that's it's, it's not quite a day ruiner, but it's close to a day ruiner. It's, 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 it's right there. You you got, it's not an early morning watch. Like that's something you watch. (laughs) But you can't watch it too like that's not something you throw on at eleven. Like that's like eh, you know eight o'clock because you you need to watch like an episode of like The Office after to just to breathe <laughs> a little bit. Uh, because the first movie I saw of his was The Lobster, which I love and it's so bizarre and what a world created. <laughs> it's such a you know he's all over the place. But man, killing a sacred deer is is oof, it's great. Yeah. That's a good one. It, I would go as far as to say it is a day ruiner. Like, <laughs> it's a pretty upsetting film. Uh, but I also would go as far as to say it's like, I watched it at 6 a.m. Ruined my day, but I was glad I watched it. There you go. There you go. Well, there's consequences to all choices. There <laughs> are. Absolutely. Just got to put on some adventure time after that and be like, okay, mindless, mindless, happy, happy cartoons. Let's do that instead. Beautiful. But yeah, that is that is my five. Well, awesome. So so yeah, this was just a little bit, just a little bit more of us chit chatting uh, about movies before we officially launch uh, with our Ooh. first episode, which will be on Get Carter. Um, oh God! So if you're if you're following the feed, you know, keep with us. Check us out. Follow Twitter, Facebook. Uh, the feed is up every. Every old episode is on there, um, including, as as Britt mentioned, our our, our Blade Runner episode. Yeah. Um, uh, and and so so thanks thanks for tuning in and listening, and uh, we hope that you stick with us throughout the new season. Uh, but until we get to get Carter, my name is Adam. I'm Britt. And I'm Joey. And we will see you soon for Get Carter. Bye.